Empowered people make informed decisions that lead to living a life without regret. This is Sarah Kaki and Shauna Woods from Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and this is the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. I'm attorney Sarah Kaki with Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and I'm joined by our very own managing partner, Shauna Woods. Shauna, today we're going to talk about the abuse that carries on even after the abuser in the relationship is out of the picture. So to be more specific, there are times we meet with clients who are in a emotionally abusive relationship, if it hasn't reached the point of physical abuse, but let's stick to emotional, where their, their partner or spouse is inflicting emotional abuse on them and this partner spouse could be narcissist or have another personality disorder and even when we're helping our client through the divorce or sometimes even after the divorce and this person's out of their life the abuse that was inflicted carries on in the client's mind and their heart and it stays with them unless they're able to heal through it. Can you kind of talk through this scenario? Absolutely. The a lot of times when people have suffered this type of abuse, when they come to talk to us, they're talking as if they're having to convince you of what their own reality is. Yes. Because when they have lived in an emotional and mentally abusive household, a lot of times their reality is stripped away from them. Mm. They are told that is not what is going on. Mm-hmm. Here is what is going on. And they are forced to live in the reality of their abuser right. and have to fight for their own feelings and fight for their own thoughts. And there have been times when people come to me with tape recordings and say, no, no, listen, this is what's really going on. Yeah. And I, it's not that I don't want to listen, but I'm saying, I believe you. Yes. You don't have to prove to me what your reality is and what you're living in your reality when this person is gaslighting you and saying, no, I didn't just whatever they just did. You're seeing that or you're only feeling that. So they start not only second guessing themselves, but their entire world around them. Am I crazy? Am I losing it? Am I actually seeing these things? And that can carry on for years without the proper therapy. So typically when we see our clients who meet us at the onset of their divorce, one of the things I warn them against is the this, let's say, for instance, in the case of a narcissist, he or she's planted a seed in your head seat of self-doubt, seat of you're not worth anything, seat of you can't make it without me and you'll fall apart if I'm not here to, you know, pick, pick the pieces back together for you. And he or she does not need to be around you every day to say these words to you for those words to not impact your decisions and how you move forward with your life. And we talked about this in our earlier episode about not trusting the voices in your head. And one of the biggest voices that comes up is if somebody's been a victim of emotional abuse and their abuser has planted a very loud megaphone inside of their head about who you are, what your worth is, and that you're really nothing without me. And 
the moment you try to get away from me, you'll, you'll fall apart. And even when they're not around and they're gone, the programming continues to run. So they don't even have to do anything anymore. The programming is still running the show. And when you break down, let's talk about the abuser for a second. This can be either very intentional, very calculated, or they're not even aware of what they're doing. The abuser's need, right, is to have somebody completely dependent upon mm-hmm. them that they can control and they often have to put down and say, no one else will want you, you're not good, you see, you're all relying on me mm-hmm. to feed their own need, right, to feed their own ego. And they typically will pick someone as a partner who may be susceptible to that to begin with. Either they've been in a prior abusive relationship or just from their nurturing where they grew up in their household. So taking a step back, if we're able to take a step back and say, looking at it from that's what their need is, and they're creating this reality around their own need, breaking away from that is acknowledging your needs in your relationship. It's really unplugging. Yes. I actually do call it unplugging the program. Yes. The programming that they plugged into, unplug it, unhook it. What's also so fascinating in a lot of the narcissist cases that we see is if the narcissist has health issues Um. or substance problems, they make the their spouse that they're abusing responsible for their well-being yes they take no responsibility for their own substance problems they take no responsibility for their own health condition but now not only are you worthless but if something happens to me it is on you and this makes it very difficult to even after the fact when you're done the relationship is done the marriage is done to unplug and unhook the programming because somehow this person made you feel responsible for their life and their well-being. And the the most ultimate of that is sometimes what we see is the threat of suicide. Yes. If you leave me, I will kill myself. And it is an extraordinarily manipulative. So selfish. So selfish. And trying to unplug when you honestly have cared about this person you have true love at some point for this person and then them trying to make you responsible for their emotions and their well-being is one of the key components to that type of abuse right because why else would you take that abuse if it wasn't because you're needing to take care of them or needing to supply whatever their need is right you know it is that is a duality of them making you codependent upon them and then treating you in a way that destroys your own self you know we had a um, client that had a narcissist husband and he had a alcohol problem and to the point where he would drive around blacking out and For many, she stayed in that marriage for 20 years, believing that she could be the one to keep them together, make them stay alive. Mm -hmm. And he would always say, when you leave me, I will probably die. And when I had a conversation with her, I said to her, I was like, he may, he may actually die, but that is his choice. And that's the heartbreaking piece of this is so important to heal past this false sense of responsibility, you are feeling for another adult, which makes no sense. 
an adult cannot be responsible for another adult, right? You can be have certain responsibilities to them as a spouse. You can have certain responsibilities in a partnership to each other, but you cannot actually be responsible for another adult's decisions to consistently behave in a harmful way towards themselves. And it is very real that this person may actually end up making life decisions that will put them in a harm place, harmful place, and they will end up dying or being, you know, incredibly disabled. And if you don't work past this programming, you may actually spend the rest of your life thinking you had part in that, which is not reality at all. It's not. And I think there's a really good question to ask yourself. Do they desire you or do they value you? Mm. Because those aren't the same things. No. You can desire to have someone take care of you, right? You can desire to have someone love you. But if you value a person, you're not engaging in this abuse. And you have to, as the person, if this is resonating with you, as it does many of our clients and just sometimes just people in general out there, if this person is abusing you, turn around and think, am I being valued? Right. And can you stay in a relationship where you do not have a value? I think when you see that, that am I being valued, and that sort of takes the blindfold off, and that's what we hear very commonly when it's almost like something happens and the blindfold comes off. Completely gets lifted. Gets lifted. You can't unsee this person for what they are anymore. And then you all of a sudden realize, whoa, what, where have I been? What have I enabled? And that's a very empowering moment if you choose to grab the power from that blindfold coming off. And there's oftentimes, it, and I, there's a person that I know personally who had gone through a really emotionally abusive relationship, and they look back now and say, I don't recognize that person that I was. Right. Because you're not being yourself. You're being whatever it is this abuser needs you to be. You're playing a role for the abuser. You're playing a role for the abuser. So one of the things we talk about in some of the sessions is when an abuser will say, no one will else will want you mm-hmm. but me. Change that around a little bit. No one will else will want what I'm doing to you. Hmm. No one else wants this version. Right. And I'm not saying you're not worthy. This version of you is what they have created. Right. That's not you. That is so powerful. The role that the abuser has put you in, nobody else will want you in that role. And you don't want you and in that And you role. don't want you in that role. That's I love that, Shauna. That is so powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, go to atlantadivorcelawgroup.com forward slash resources.